Amanda felt a smile walk across her face. So what you're saying is that leaving Georgia doesn't make me a hypocrite? I'm just saying every day is different from the next, and the sky ain't always the same. Sometimes it rains, and sometimes there's a drought, and I've sure seen my share. If your papa left, he had his reasons, and it ain't up to no man to judge another man's reasons. Will you defend your home if a war begins? Benjamin nodded his head. I would, because this is my dad's land, and we've all worked hard on this land to make it what it is. And the slaves? Amanda asked. Have you ever owned slaves? Benjamin asked. Amanda shook her head. No, I won't either. The slaves you see here were bought by my dad. Someday this plantation will be my own, and I'll work it without slaves. Times will change, with or without war, Benjamin explained and walked away. She watched Benjamin walk away, feeling a deep respect for his honesty, and returned back to Mr. Smith and made biscuits and gravy. As she sat on a log and watched Mr. Smith eat, she asked him, Did you see the slaves? Mr. Smith nodded his head, and he took a biscuit and soaked up gravy with it. I did, ma'am. You're from Kansas, right? I am, ma'am. Haven't seen many slaves in my day, and can't say it's right either. Man should be free, is all. Of course, I spent most of my days in the bottle. Well, I haven't spoken to many slaves in my life. I've seen many of them, but I've never dared to speak to them. Our little slave girl spoke to me once, and that was all. Mr. Smith looked up at Amanda and gave her a strange look. Forgive me, ma'am, but you talk about them like they're not like you or me. How do you mean? Well, it's like you're afraid of them, is all. You ain't seeing them as people, but more like, I don't know, maybe like strangers from some other place. Amanda thought about what Mr. Smith said. Maybe that's how I feel. I wish I could talk to them and get to know them. I would like to understand them, help them, and show them that people do care. So what's stopping you? Mr. Smith asked. We're going to be here a while, and no one will stand in your way if you want to talk to them. Oh, I couldn't. I wouldn't know what to say. Mr. Smith pointed at the Bible that it next to Amanda. You'll carry your Bible wherever you go. Why don't you pray on it? That's what I've learned, and I reckon your papa has taught you that, too, what with him being a preacher man. Amanda took a bite of her biscuit and thought about what Mr. Smith told her. After she ate and washed up, she found a private spot and prayed, Dear Lord, if it's thy will, please lead me to those people I'm so very terrified to speak to, and give me the words to speak. Amen. She stood up and walked down to the stream, where she sat down and began to read her Bible. Only she knew what she had to do. She got up from her seat and slowly made her way into the fields where the slaves were at work. Amanda walked on a dry, parched ground through a cotton field toward a young slave woman that looked her own age. The slave woman was wearing a light brown work dress with a white handkerchief tied over her head. When she saw Amanda approach, she stood up. "'Help you, miss?' she asked in a polite voice. "'Oh, no, I just—I would introduce myself,' Amanda said nervously as she looked at the young slave woman before her. Other slaves nearby looked at Amanda and went back to work. Amanda looked at them and into their faces. They all looked hot and tired. 
She wished she had water for them. My name's Amanda. The young slave woman stared at Amanda, unsure how to reply. Miss, Mr. Tate don't like us to talk to guests. He's good to us, and we do what he asks. Amanda looked down at her Bible. Oh, well, I would hate to get you into any trouble. I just thought I'd say hello. Why? Why? No offense, miss, but white folks just don't come by to say hello to us negras. Amanda looked at the young slave woman. She was a very beautiful young woman with beautiful brown eyes and a strong but delicate face. 